0: everybody this is the simpson show i'm robbie with my co-host matt and we are here to talk about the simpsons from the beginning matt how are you i'm fantastic robbie this episode
1: just uh you know tickled my fancy because it's all about bounty hunters and making fun of a show i never watched and hated and i think there's
0: is there a people oh yeah that's the margin of cake. oh matt oh matt you watched this episode today didn't you Uh, i did yes and you don't remember yeah that's yeah, that's exactly yep uh hi hello guys we are radio by sports on patreon you support us by going to patreon.com slash the simpson show it's uh best deal in podcasting i like to say but if you'd like to support the show there's not a better place to do it uh i also i would also like to plug before we get started that i appeared on uh, The Jurassic Park cast, a podcast about Jurassic Park and all the things surrounding Jurassic Park. Uh, It's going to be linked in the show notes. It's on my social media. It was a lot of fun talking to Ryan, who's a listener, uh, about Michael Crichton, Jurassic Park. Michael Crichton is a big influence on my writing. So it was a lot of fun. You should check it out. And because you presumably have read the title of the podcast uh, for this episode, you know that we are not alone. We have a guest. uh, Jeff. Hello. (laughs) Jeff Martin. Jeff, how are you doing? I am good.
2: I am. I am excited to talk about this uh, extremely middling episode of The Simpsons. Excited. Middling might be giving it middling. Credit. Wow. Okay. I Ooh.
0: mean, that's that's praise. Honestly, at this point, if you, use, <laughs> yeah. if you want to use the word middling, that's like, hey, that's not so bad. That's a better episode. Say, like, what are we
1: up to now? How many? How many? Three hundred and some. Or have we had four hundred yet. No, not 400. we're almost to four hundred. So that's that's in the top two hundred. No, I I don't see that happening. I mean, we're over four
0: hundred <laughs> episodes total, but this, minus three awesome hard. We're we're not yeah, quite yeah. to four hundred.
1: Um. So so I
2: think where I have uh, I have been tricked into over praising this episode is that uh, because I've been watching uh like the early Simpsons. Like I think I'm on season three now. Uh, I really just got impressed by the degree to which the animation has improved. Uh, that is fair. Yeah, it really has. For for all that the writing of this episode is confusing and poor, uh, <laughs> the, the animation looks really good. Like, the chase at the end looks great. Uh, the animators are probably responsible for most of the jokes that I liked.
0: Uh, so yeah yay for people who can draw yeah uh <laughs> jeff is a cartoonist a excellent cartoonist if i do say so myself and jeff why are you here tell us tell us about your project that you are plugging here tell the fine folks at home why they should go support you or how they well, can the support most... you not even why they should i'm gonna tell them they should <laughs> how can they support you
2: uh well the most recent product of my excellent cartooning Uh, is Hockeypocalypse Slashers, uh, which is about mutant hockey players. Uh, I've been pitching it as The Mighty Ducks Meets Goosebumps. Uh, It is about uh, mutants playing hockey in post-apocalypse Canada. Uh, And uh, the new book is currently uh, crowdfunding on Zoop.gg, which is a curated uh, comics-only crowdfunding platform. Uh, so you can get the book in hardcover or soft cover. Uh or you can get the whole previous uh hockey Apocalypse series. Uh or you can get uh every book I've ever drawn in a bundle. <laughs> it's uh which is a lot now. Uh I actually had to count them to set up the bundle and it is uh thirteen are still in print. It it is whenever you
0: go back and compile all the work you've done in your your creative life, you're like, Wow, that's just that's me here it is that's everything i am it's like yeah that's oh this is so many more things than i remembered yeah uh i am a supporter and you should be too i'll support i will post that link it'll be in the show notes and i'll be plugging it on social media as well and i should go help you should go support jeff because the book is very good i have i have i have already read my other my last question for you jeff before we get started is how much of the simpsons have you watched? in total uh
2: i mean a much lower percentage of it than used to be true <laughs> okay uh i have watched uh like i grew up watching it yes. so i have seen probably everything up until 2005 or 6 uh and then after that it gets uh spottier
0: yes that's uh
2: i was surprised when i was going back through. Uh, season 19 uh to get a get a sense of where the show was at before doing this episode uh i was just skimming through uh your episodes and looking at the titles and trying to see from the premise of the episode like do i remember this uh and i was surprised at uh how many of them i did remember uh but it was pretty clear that i was no longer watching week to week because there were also a bunch that just seemed like no this is made up this isn't real
0: (laughs) It's. I often have that reaction when we are going over our rankings at the end of the episode, and we're talking about things from like season seventeen. I'm like, I don't, Matt, is that episode real? Did we that yet? Made that's a fever dream. We didn't. That didn't actually. There are happen. so many
1: episodes that I'm pretty sure I dreamed, and yeah. I really hope so. Because well, I, more, I don't want them to show up if I watch everything again.
0: They're, they're more like nightmares at this point. How uh, wild
2: would it be if like half the seasons are just you guys collectively hallucinating?
0: It's a different. This that makes this podcast very different. Where this is like, I mean, I've thought about doing a podcast that we just make up a show and do a podcast about it, and every week we just improv it completely. I wonder if anyone's made done that idea. So I feel like I've had that thought. Then I went, no, that's really hard to do, and probably no one would care. So I'm not going to do that. Yeah, that does sound really hard. Yeah. Um This week's episode. We're finally there, Six Pies, and Idiot Scrapes, episode KABF 17, originally aired September 28th, 2008, written by Kevin Curran, directed by Lance Kramer, received a 5.7 rating with 9.5 million viewers, big spike with a season premiere, I will say, the first episode of season 20, where we made it to season 20, only 14 to go at this point, until we catch up the couch gag the simpsons are encased in carbonite and taken away by Borbafett. fett it's fine it's all right it's all right couch gag
2: yeah it was i it wasn't like oh that was a good one but
0: you know it was fine it feels a little rushed it feels like yeah, you, you can know could... that nerd well i mean this is in 2008 this is this is post-prequel so probably less than enthusiasm about Borbafett fett at this point um
1: also, it feels like they could have stretched it out a little bit, like have the whole family with lightsabers. Yeah, and there's a lot
0: there. of Star Wars stuff you could do, and they just didn't do it.
2: Um and that would probably be better than uh a lot of the things they spent time on in the first act <laughs> <laughs> oh what that Ooh,
0: that's a uh, hey i won't surprise jeff but uh that's uh recurring for the past five seasons of The Simpsons, since effectively the first act is just terrible it's just a waste um that's I guess... that's too many seasons for that to be a thing <laughs> oh it might be more the guest stars julia lou Dreyfus as gloria Reappearing as Gloria. She's now pregnant with Snake's baby. We'll cover that. Uh, Robert Forster is Lucky Jim. Robert Forster, like a, a respected character actor, appears as a bail bondsman in this episode. Uh, you guys like three lines. Yeah, he has very few lines. He's uh, recently passed away, but he was in uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call, Better Call Saul. Um, then we have Joe Mantegna as Fat Tony. Again
2: does he actually have any lines
0: i don't remember or did they just bring bring him in to record like
2: grunting and tired noises
0: (laughs) probably i don't know
2: that's a good payday if you're joe mantania and you just show up to go like
0: here this is uh this is a bet i would make i don't know if it if it bears true but i'd be willing to bet that joe mantania has made more money from the simpsons than he has from every other acting role put together that's just my guess. Well, I sure hope they pay him a lot for his appearances. I don't. Maybe room. they. Maybe they don't. But I hope they do. Uh, he deserves something for making Fat Tony such a beloved character. Um, this episode begins with a St. Patrick's Day parade, which they've used as a <laughs> inciting incident before in uh Homer the 18th Amendment*. There's a St. Patrick's Day parade. In that it's much, much, much better in that episode um but um i was gonna ask you guys how do you guys feel about irish jokes jokes about the irish well robbie i would tell you but uh being
1: that i uh am probably part irish i i, I don't know that i would be allowed to otherwise i'd probably be killed uh that being said uh i believe irish jokes belong in 19 dickie uh <laughs> where you know they still weren't funny yeah if
2: this this beginning feels like there was just this overwhelming urge in the writer's room to tell as many racist jokes as they could. And they picked the Irish because that would not get them in trouble. But yeah, the whole first act pretty much is just like, what is every Irish stereotype that we know? Let's just animate all of them. And that's, that's comedy writing,
0: right? That's, I mean, yes, that, I mean, for the Simpsons in season 20, uh, so far at least i would say it's it's been it's tracked true since season 15 since al jane took back over as showrunner that it is basically like yes they had a list of jokes about the irish and so let's do a st patrick's day opening and we get lots of irish jokes none of them are good they're all bad uh they're very to varying degrees racist uh we got a joke about the ira which whoa boy wow Ooh, why would you do that i don't know that's not you know what i think is you know, funny it's really hilarious it's really, lots of people dying it's really funny i think uh t- t- you know simmering civil war is hilarious and pr- oppression terrorism leads to the best comedy terrorism colonialism the clash of of uh cultures always real funny uh i yep. love it car bombs are hilarious um it is. It is so
2: funny when people are oppressed and react with violence. That's really good. So
0: that, that I mean, is that's, the basis That's, that's going to be very, very applicable very soon. <laughs> oh God, Matt, why would you do that to me? Um, <laughs> Just going to say. Uh, so right, you and I live in the south, so you know I'll be watching my back. I'm. i Well, I'll. I'll mention to the audience I am drinking. We are recording on Friday, late Friday, and I'm drinking. Appropriately irish whiskey uh
2: yeah robbie feel free to uh you know move back to canada at any point uh they uh expanded to williger drive oh good so, so that'll be nice
0: that will be nice so go, go back to williger i I'm, I'm like i'm still i am honestly delay i'd rather much rather talk about hockey and the whalers than talk about what happens next in this episode which is a leprechaun fight
2: It's so wild to me that a leprechaun fight just made me go, oh, I've made a mistake in choosing to watch this episode, because if you told me that uh, a leprechaun fight would happen and I would not think that was uh, delightful, uh, I would I would not believe you. But,
0: uh, you know, the Simpsons, they made it happen. That we get sectarian, uh, sectarian uh, rivalry here, where we get Irish versus Northern Irish, Southern Irish versus Nor- Northern Irish, fighting in Springfield at the St. Patrick's Day parade, green versus red, and there is a green leprechaun and a red leprechaun. Uh, Lisa breaks this up. I have not pulled any clips, I have not because it's awful. Robbie, Robbie, real quick, real quick, real quick. What is what? Are you what? telling me that your color vision is so bad that you're referring to this leprechaun as? red it looks red is it supposed to be orange like that's the thing it is like, Orange. yes that is that is the color of northern ireland i matt i know that it is the color but it does not look orange <clears throat> to me it just looks red maybe, maybe your monitor is screwed up because on my monitor I mean, it looked perfectly orange. It, it is an old monitor so maybe that's true it regardless the two there is a leprechaun fight but least if this is not just an abstraction like if it's a cutaway gag, gag, like we have these two groups feuding, and then when there's a cutaway gag removed from our main characters, where there's two leprechauns, and then we never see them again, all right, that's fine. You know, it's a cutaway gag. It's not. It's a little removed from our reality. But then Lisa literally steps in between the leprechauns, like they are the the the, the standards for both these crowds, and she starts singing uh, a song that it, I don't remember what the title is uh is it literally Two tora lura lura is that literally that's what wikipedia is telling me that is literally the I name of that this is song. the title it's yeah. literally the song okay i thought that was like oh yeah i recognize the song i don't know the title it's literally the Lura song and they start singing and then they get in a big fight and all the irish people fight each other and uh there's and also- that's actually the like inciting incident of the plot somehow it's a riot effectively like it's just like a, yeah. a riot starts because these two crowds are fighting we get appearance of the thing in the incredible hulk fighting each other that was
2: weird like why 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 did that happen
0: that's a what why would they be well here i'll 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 explain it to you Jeff. okay it's really complicated so <clears throat> as we've said it's green versus orange oh is that it yes i'm sorry that's really it's really it's just green versus orange so the incredible is green and the thing is orange that's all it is it's not complicated it really is just that simple so the the fight breaks out marge is upset and we get the this is the we get the plot the plot ticket starts start going we get uh the b plot actually gets introduced first where marge meets a random irish man and uh, they talk about cupcakes.
3: This was such a pleasant St. Patrick's Day till the Irish people showed up.
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: They took my cupcakes! All right, you unwanted miracles. Give back the ladies' cupcakes. You don't have the teeth for it. Oi, oh, but we could gum the frosting. Well, if it's good gumming you're after, wouldn't you rather have this lovely cabbage? cabbage? Cabbage! Cabbage! Here you go, ma'am. Not a sprinkle nor Jimmy askew. Thank you so much, Mr... Patrick Farrelly, at your service. Marge Simpson. Well, Mr Farrelly, the least I could do is offer you a cupcake. Mmm, mmm, Light, moist, and such a marvellous shape retention. Marge, I own a small bakery. Will you bake for me? Me? A professional baker's employee? Imagine how different my life would be. Here we are at school, kids. Hey, what are those boxes in the back? Cakes. See ya. I'll do it. Bless your heart. You
1: won't regret it.
3: I already don't. Homer, I've got great news.
1: I used
4: my one phone call to find out all about it.
1: I would like to point out that Marge's fantasy there is the best joke in this episode, and it's not even close. It is the only thing I laughed at in the entire episode. I had to go back and watch it again to make sure I got the joke, and there wasn't anything horrible about it that I missed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's really it, the, i mean it is i think that's it i agree with you matt i think i agree that it is the best joke in the episode where it is marge her fantasy is just that it's a normal day except she has cakes <laughs> she has she has cakes in the back of the car so that's i agree the station wagon has cakes in it so that's like it's that's her fantasy i it's good uh here we meet uh what what's his name patrick patrick farrelly is that what he said i think it's yeah right? Patrick, who is apparently owns a bake shop and tastes Marge cupcakes. I don't know why Marge has cupcakes at a parade, like a box of cupcakes. Yeah, they never really bother
2: to explain, like, why does Marge have these cupcakes? What was the original purpose of them? Which seems like uh, it would have been a really easy, really easy thing to do that would... (laughs) Kind of make this feel more like a story than a series of scenes that happen <laughs> for
0: reasons. Reasons. Things happen. That is, I mean, that is, it is, if there are two words, if you could sum up the Teen Simpsons and moving into season 20, things happen is a good succinct.
2: They very much don't bother to answer, because uh, I see this later in the notes, and this is also most of my notes, is that the writing doesn't bother to answer any why questions at all. Like, Okay, well why would this character do this or why is this happening? Uh they're very much just focused on what is happening and then why doesn't matter. <laughs> but I don't understand why it's just like like why? Again, another why question. Why would you just abdicate abdicate like easy explanations that would sate the audience wondering like why should i care about any of this uh like you you could just answer some of those why questions and it would uh really really help that out
0: character character motivation i've said is uh, a very basic level of writing it is not a yeah com- it really is it, it's really it's not advanced it's not you're not getting into like third or fourth or fifth revision level here it's like oh on the very basic level of when you're writing a story you're like what does this character want and how are they going to get it
2: that is actually the what i break storytelling down to when i teach it to children is just like who's your main character what do they want how are they going to get it yeah that's the story
0: yep uh so march has been hired on the spot by this baker (laughs) he immediately is like i'm looking for someone you're hired march says okay we don't get marge we don't have a build up to marge wanting more out of her life or being bored at home she is just now she is a baker
2: they could have had a really easy explanation for this with you know finding out uh earlier that homer is arrested and uh loses his job and then marge needs to take uh this baking job to keep the family afloat until he can get another job uh but they don't really bother with that like if you restructure act one to be like a an episode that cares about if things make sense Mm -hmm. like homer gets arrested for disturbing a public event that has a baking contest in it marge enters the baking contest and that's what impresses the bakery owner and then when homer gets fired for being arrested marge approaches the bakery for a job thinking like well You know, I impress them. Maybe they like make her an offer if she's ever looking for work to come see them. And so she does to take, you know, take on the responsibility of keeping the family afloat until Homer can uh, get a new job or in the stories about her learning. It's an erotic bakery and struggling with, uh, you know, does she do something that she finds uh, repugnant to help her family? And also you would need to explain why she finds it repugnant. That would be, that would be a
0: story, though.
2: Yeah, I guess that's the problem, is that I'm trying to write a story instead of
0: a series, make millions of dollars. A series of scenes making TV. Um, so Homer gets arrested, and uh, we don't see what he did. He just is going into a cop car. We that seen.
2: confused me so much the first time I watched this episode, because I didn't... Uh, I looked down when <laughs> he's going into the cop car suddenly, so then he's just in court and i had no idea how he got there and i mean I i'm to gonna it.
0: i'll give this episode credit because a lot of the time multiple times over the past few seasons homer has been arrested we don't even see a court scene we just get straight to the punishment like it's not even a there's no trial um so homer in court i believe the hulk is also in court here they arrested the hulk i believe they use the word mulk Instead of Hulk, to try and get around. Oh, Of course, yeah, Robbie. You, I mean, the Mulk has been around before. I'm pretty sure Stan Lee uh, had a Mulk action figure. Man, I know it like, sends Like it does make sense, like in the context of the show, because the, you're it's the truth. Like that did happen. But it makes but you very sad. It makes it? me really upset. I don't like it. So Hummer uh, gets uh, gets sentenced to to twenty five thousand dollars in bail because he's a repeat offender. Um. Goes to bondsman. This is where we get Robert Forster as Lucky Jim. This is where we meet, not Dog the Bounty Hunter, but Wolf. Wolf the Bounty Hunter. I have to pronounce Wolf or I get ragged on, weirdly. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry that I was raised by a Philadelphia mother who pronounced Wolf <laughs> like Wolf. And I I can't help it. Um, and then <laughs> I think I really do. I, I don't, this episode's not good, but I do like this weird parallel where Mars gets hired on the spot to be a baker, and then we get uh, a scene where Homer is hired on the spot to be a bounty hunter. We'll put up your bail money, just
4: pay us 10% and show up for your court date. And if I don't show up? Then you gotta deal with me. The name's Wolf, and I'm a bounty hunter.
3: If someone skips bail, I track them down and bring them back. I also take a tooth, make a plaster cast, put it on this necklace, then replace the tooth at my expense. Well... Time to go back to my world of sleazy bars, tattoo parlors, and greasy spoons.
4: What a great job. And I could use a job right now. Whoa, not
3: just anyone can be a bounty hunter. You have to pass an online exam. No, wait, they got rid of that. There is a $10 filing fee, but you can get around it. Congratulations, you're now a bounty hunter.
1: Mm.
0: Homer's a bounty hunter now. That's all it takes these days to get Homer into a different job. He says, I need a job, so I have a... I I mean, I'll take it. I mean, the fact that he got fired, hey, that's something, Matt. I'll give him that. Like, it's something. Like, yes, he uh, needs to pay bills. Like, that is something that a lot of the show recently does not care about. Like, oh, the Simpsons are a family in the real world who have bills to pay. Like, they don't even, that's not a consideration at all. So the fact that Homer's like, I do need a job, and he want to present himself, and he's an idiot, so he would just go, oh, I can be a bounty hunter. Why not? I never watched. Homer is a
1: is a cis white man boomer. He can be anything he wants. All he has to do is just
0: fake it hard enough. I mean, isn't that what dog dog did? I never watched Dog the Bounty Basically, Hunter. Yes, but doesn't he just be big and look the part and people? They can, oh like, yes, and try to convert people to Christianity, of course. I don't. Is that a big part of Dog the Bounty Hunter? Yes, that's one of the things he did. He was very big on his uh you gotta get prosel- God in your life. Proselyt- yeah. proselytization. You know what? That's when I'm really ready to convert to a different faith is when I am being chased by a large man with a very bad haircut. So Homer's no bounty hunter and we just jump straight to it. There is no like there's no scenes in between. We just jump directly from Homer getting turned into a bounty hunter to him being a bounty hunter where he's trying to lure anyone into a trap. It's a very (laughs) confusing trap. Because it just says well, like, he knows that he's, he's getting bail jumpers for sure how but it's not it's not like this is set specifically for snake this is a trap theoretically set for anybody who is who has skipped bail but it's about condos i maybe it's just the real estate market in 2022 has skewed every any sense of like perspective I have about anyone buying a condo any anyone buying any kind of house regardless of size? I don't know what but it, like in 2008 was a condo like a th- owning a condo was that like a th- thing that was di- like I don't understand. <laughs> I, don't I mean know. it was 2008 so this this episode would have been produced
1: before the housing bubble. So they were just giving uh you know condos and the houses away to anyone
0: with a you know adjustable rate mortgage. So yeah, sure, I can believe that. Uh, but why okay, so he had snakes there. We get this is where we get Gloria. Gloria is pregnant with snakes child um and snake is quite ready to get a condo and then uh he homer isn't good at springing a trap i i
2: this is all confusing i have no idea what's it is unclear what the what the end game of
0: the trap was to capture snake i presume because that's what happens like what does look like it going well i presume it's homer showing home this is how i picture it in my mind homer Pretends that he is a real, a real estate, a, a an agent, trying to sell this condo. He brings snake in, and the snake is surveying a room. He puts the bag over his head from behind. That would have made I, way more sense.
2: Yeah, that would that would make more sense because as it is, the trap is just like, like all right, we're outside of these condos. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna you get... are under <laughs> citizen's arrest now oh no please don't shoot me because <laughs> that's
0: literally what happens we get a little chase sequence here what ends in an alley and we get a cliffhanger at the end of act one where Snake has a gun he has fired a bullet and the bull is racing towards Homer's head and we go to commercial at six minutes and fifty one seconds
1: I oh then we come back to a very very long uh, second <laughs> act <laughs> got a lot of cliffhangers that get resolved absolutely immediately <laughs> I mean,
2: I hate it so much because it's also like, come on, you you gave us a cliffhanger with no consequence. Like, we know you're not going to kill Homer. You're probably not even going to substantially injure Homer. So like, this is nothing. There's no tension here. And then they immediately uh, come back from the commercial to uh, even further make you feel like an idiot if you actually did feel anything in the cliffhanger with the stupid bulletproof glass thing
1: well it, the only way this could have been salvaged is if instead of immediately going back to the scene we rewound to Flanders' day and we got to see him get up to the point where he is about to save homer's life
0: are you telling but me that's Matt, a different okay, okay wait a second man are you telling me that you don't just carry around big panes of bulletproof glass all the time Oh, all the time. That, that's what I'm always carrying in around. alleyways I'm carrying right now. So, OK. Also, Flanders store is in the mall, yep. the middle of the mall. And uh-huh. this is an alleyway in like some neighborhood. Yeah, this is a like well, that's, uh, that's like... the bulletproof glass store, Robbie, obviously. <laughs> so bad. And Flanders, just he didn't have someone come and install it. Flanders is doing it himself. But oh, yeah,
2: he's, a DIY guy. he's got a he's gotta cut costs where he can
0: would it the mall have someone to do it
2: I mean yeah probably actually you probably wouldn't be allowed
0: to do in real life that
2: yourself Flaners doesn't
0: own anything in the mall Flaners is leasing space in a mall why on earth <laughs> again see the moment you start to think about this at any depth it just falls apart
2: it's the why questions man anytime what? you ask one it falls <laughs> apart why
1: hey matt what happens well you see robbie as we pointed out mm-hmm. flanders just happens to come out with a bulletproof pane of glass which is, that's not the way bulletproof bulletproof glass works as you're aware it still shatters it just what you know break apart
0: what wait a minute
1: i know no. scientific and accurate engineering and in the simpsons Weird, i don't right? believe it yeah so at this point Flanders starts to talk to Snake about the choices he's made in his life and successfully gets him to stand down and start to reconsider what he's done when Homer puts a plastic bag over his head and practically suffocates him because obviously that's what, you know, bail Bondsman or bail, uh No, what, what Bounty Hunters do. Bounty Hunters. You know, bounty Hunters, oh, yeah. yeah. Get it right, Get it right hunters, Matt.
0: Joke. How dare you? Mm-hmm.
2: This scene would be so. so much better if they got rid of the bulletproof glass joke joke in uh air quotes entirely and it was just like ned sees homer in trouble and it's like hey i bet i can talk this guy down and he does like that that is a better scene that has mm, characterization
0: no and, but then uh, there's no cliffhanger with a bullet being fired at homer there's no danger there's no you know we gotta escalate you know that's important that's what the simpsons need is escalating tension <laughs> the end of the first act but yeah like
2: because like like obviously homer's not gonna get killed so like you could write a scene that is about characters
0: Ooh, where, where no, flanders saves no. homer
2: by talking snake down because that's the right thing to you, do
0: see you said the that's a that's a that's a, a, a bad word to say about the simpsons of the night in season 20 apparently uh you can't use the word character it's not allowed uh, right
2: which is too bad cuz then if if they actually did begin their bounty hunting partnership that way it would actually make the rest of it also make sense like yes. why does homer want ned to help him why why does ned well actually why ned disapproves of homer's methods is actually pretty pretty st- straightforward because yeah, it's not uh, complicated <laughs> homer is like not far off from just doing war crimes
0: <laughs> welcome to season 20 uh the simpsons uh that
2: actually was the most jarring thing for me was that uh you know like season two three homer is a buffoon mm-hmm. who uh means well but is like a selfish oaf uh and homer now is uh some sort of inhuman brute who <laughs> has no regard for the value of human life no and would gleefully become a Grand Theft Auto protagonist if given the slightest uh like ability to do so. Just a nudge.
0: That's all he needs. Just someone just to tap in the right direction. He would just immediately kill people. Yeah, we've Matt and I uh we've we have a series of bonus episodes start on Patreon if you guys out there want to listen uh, about we talk about the evolution of Homer's character. Or more accurately the de evolution of Homer's character over the years where he becomes Ooh, yeah. where he becomes this Monstrous psychopath yeah like he seems completely
2: like unmoored from humanity (laughs) like he's he's just some sort of like chaos monster that wants to cause (laughs) havoc and destruction uh and is like only barely reined in by like external societal pressures
0: that's basically what we've been saying for the past like
1: ten seasons. It's kind of
0: ridiculous. If it was, if it was, it, the thing is, if it was written with more self awareness, you could say something with like that. Like you could use that to say something of substance. But there is, I don't think there's self awareness at this point. I think it's literally just like this is the way it's easiest to write. So that is the. I'm way not even do.
2: sure there's regular awareness <laughs> for a lot of this because like they made a whole first act out of racist Irish
0: jokes. That's a good point. Like, this isn't even that bad. You should go... We should... There's a, the episode where they go to India. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's so much worse no, than this. No. It's, way, it's way worse than this. This is kind of quaint, almost.
2: Oh, no. I... Um, oh,
0: no. <laughs> can you... Can you... Let me... Let me see... Can you... What do you think the name of that The uh, episode? That episode where they go to India is, Jeff?
2: Oh, uh, it's got to be some kind of like wordplay thing mm-hmm. um uh is there some kind of indiana jones joke
0: in there somewhere kiss kiss bang bangalore
2: oh that's i'm not gonna lie i would probably come up with that but i would also then realize be like no, uh, no I, can... I can't do that that's
0: not allowed we can't do that we gotta do better than yeah. that. uh you have a clip for us man
1: I do. Uh, Now that we're back to the actual episode, unfortunately. uh, Homer is impressed by Flanders' skill and decides that they should be bounty hunters together for some reason. Mainly because I think Flanders is a good distraction, but anyway. Now I can clearly see potential customers walk right past my store. Enjoy your shopping elsewhere.
4: Hey, Ned. I brought you something. (laughs) What's that? It's your share of the money for bringing in that bell jumper. I never thought I'd say this, but we make a great team. Us? A team? As the salad said to the soup, I'm all mixed up. We should be bounty hunters together. You're kind and smart. I'm cruel and strong. Together we're nothing. But together we're the perfect bounty hunter. Well, I could use money. But you have to promise me something, Homer. Sure, what is it? We have to do everything by the book. And you have to promise no diddlies or doodly. My friend, you
1: have a deal rooney oh! Th- This pained me. <laughs> uh, Every bit of it, because again, we're, we're still asking, why? <laughs> and, but the thing is, Flanders
2: answers all his own why questions. Like, why would he do this? Well, because he needs the money. His store's not doing well. And, you know, Homer just gave him a bunch of money. But also, the way Homer has been characterized... He wouldn't give Flanders that money. No. No. No,
0: No, this is literally, this is a, uh, the plot dictates it. The, we, the writers said so, so it happens.
2: But it's so frustrating that Flanders is the only character in the episode that consistently has a reason to do the things he does, and it is either stated or very clear contextually why he would want to do that. And it's so baffling that... Like, I almost feel like they must have gotten there by accident, just because Flanders is such a, by this point, like, rigidly defined uh, character with his, like, super right-wing Christian uh, shtick that, like, they fell into doing this by accident.
0: <laughs> that's a, it's It is mostly safe to assume that any competence is accidental, I think. I think that's fair.
2: Except for the animation, because when we get to that chase oh, later... That's no, like... I'm going
0: to... It's a thing we don't talk about, and you mentioned it earlier. It's, we don't talk about it because the writing is just so terrible lately, it, for, for years now. It's just so bad. Uh, but the show has never looked better. It, it It is... And we haven't... We're about to... This season is when they switched to HD, and the show looks even better than than it does with this. Just simply because of the upgraded definition. And the animators are doing a great job i've actually i definitely have belabored the point of these poor animators doing incredible amounts of work to animate writing that is
2: awful i feel like if i was an animator working on this as long as i never read the script i would probably be having a great time i mean like doing that uh like i'm sure that parkour scene is like a monumental amount of time and effort but also like that's gotta be super satisfying when you get that first uh you know that exported file where you get to watch it all put together park wait wait wait, that's gotta be so satisfying
0: park parkour why would there be parkour in the simpsons that doesn't really make sense
2: well it's 2008 (laughs) everything is parkour in 2008 i guess that's fair point including the uh the much better for comedy, but uh, less visually cool, uh, that cold open to that one episode of The Office where they're uh,
1: they're just destroying things in the office and yelling parkour, okay? Okay, all right. So, Marge is a good baker. I mean, obviously, that that's more to Marge's characterization. She's a good mom, she is a good housekeeper, she is a good domestic uh, skills, uh, domestic arts and sciences.
2: So. <laughs> Domestic arts Wild sounds arts.
1: like a variation of the dark arts. Uh, oh, that makes there me think the of Marge as a thing. wizard. It's just, yeah, the domestic arts, are what you do during the day, the dark arts, are what you do at night. They're the, the exact same thing. You go from
0: one to the other. Yeah.
2: So the, the dark arts are night vacuuming? I mean, I mean
0: yes, yes, basically. Yes, yes. Have you ever vacuumed at night? I
1: mean, have you ever vacuumed at night? It makes you feel like you're doing something so wrong that goes against all of society's rules, and it makes everyone else mad. That's a dark art if I ever heard one. It's like true, my neighbor upstairs vacuums really early in the morning sometimes, and I'm just
2: like,
0: what What planet do you live on? Why are you doing that now? Maybe they like a tidy house before you know the day gets Before started. eight. It is real, that's pretty early. I am not to why. I wouldn't vacuum before I did, Mark. Matt, please, keep us on track, come on.
1: All right, I'll try, I'll try. Anyway, so Patty and Selma uh, show up to the bakery where Marge is, is working slash dropping things off. You know, how much she's in the actual place, uh, I, I couldn't tell you. But Patty and some get an ass cake. Uh they're looking for all kinds of stuff. They're looking through the book to try and figure out what's going on. And because uh, 'cause they've got a suggestive cannolis. They've got all kinds of fun stuff. This, this is erotic.
0: hey, we got we gotta establish Sounds this, great. Matt. Erotic bakery. This is an erotic bakery. This is we are learn this information alongside Marge. Because Marge has a she's Oh, to be fair, to be fair, we learned this about the time she asks uh
1: whatever the guy's name is. Uh, why do you only have me make rods and cones and uh, circles or something like that? And like, I, oh, we all know. Obviously well,
0: I'm gonna, Here, man, I'm going to... This is a, the, most, the m- most mild defense of this episode I can muster, but I don't mind this B plot. Like Jeff mentioned... Oh, it, no, compared Jeff to the A plot,
1: it is refreshing.
0: Jeff mentioned earlier how you could spin this out into a bigger plot, and I agree. This is much more interesting than Homer as a bounty hunter. And this has... Not quite jokes, but things that are approaching jokes. And I I, like, there's a a couple moments where I like, there's this bit with Rods and Cones. I smiled, you know, like, or I nodded. I went, oh, yeah, I did that kind of thing. There's that, you know, and this is, again, because Marge is still written mostly like a human and not like a murderous chaos beast like Homer is, this plot feels almost like. It could be a Simpsons plot. Almost. 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 So after Marge realizes
1: it, she has a uh, a, a come to uh, penis joke or come to penis moment with uh, <laughs> the, the guy who runs the thing.
0: What was that, Matt? What did you just say? How could you not tell me? This is an erotic bakery.
1: Come, come she has a come to penis moment. You know, it's like come to Jesus. But she realizes that, you know, it's, Matt, it's all. penis. What did I say about baking this? Right, this they is have pe- said the word penis on the Simpsons. I guarantee you.
0: Phrasing, right? They
1: say it in this episode.
0: Phrasing.
1: <laughs> Alright, we're going back to Archer. Thank God. I've missed it. Anyway. <laughs> so yes, here's a clip.
3: How could you not tell me this is an erotic bakery? Marge, calm down. For as long as there's been baking, there's been erotic baking. It fills a need and harms no one.
4: Harms no one?
3: <laughs> Explain that to him. Well what about I think you forgot forgotten about... Hmm. My number one customers are married couples, your friends and neighbors. I just made a custom order for the Hibberts. It's an exact replica of the good doctor's... I don't want to know. It's not what you think it is. Good. It's his penis. That's exactly what I was thinking. Marge, this is a valuable public service. Without your baking, people like me will be forced into back alleys, repurposing ho-hos and ding-dongs. You have a great gift. Don't let it go to waste.
1: Well, okay. So, Marge is now on
2: board. The mental image of uh, some guy in an alley trying to turn ho-hos and ding-dongs into something that will make people horny is very funny to me.
0: I... I, I, I'm...
2: Uh, Mostly because my imagination makes that just completely absurd. I had I just I have questions about erotic baking. Is this a- See, I'm just imagining a horny baking lego in in a back alley and that that makes me not have questions anymore.
0: These are jokes. Like I don't I, like cakes that are shaped like penises or breasts or butts. Like they're it's for jokes. Like it's for a laugh, like for bachelorette parties or you know whatever. Is there like I I I've never purchased one of these cakes. Are the, like, I literally just went to Google Maps and searched. I, li- I live in Austin, Texas, a very progressive city. I searched erotic bakery. Got no results. Um, there are many bakeries. Are normal bakeries like prudes where they won't go and do that? Like, they won't you're like, oh, no, we could never make a cake that's shaped like a penis. Maybe well I think nowadays like... everyone just makes their own penis cakes because the
1: internet is a thing, everyone's like, I can make my own and then, then what you should really be searching for is a internet list of bad erotic cakes. <laughs> That'll make you feel better about your own erotic cakes that you made.
2: I don't make what we need to find is like when there was a at some point in this uh, you know, conception of there being erotic bakeries, that means that there is like a division between erotic and chaste bakeries. And I want to know what that looks like in their, like, business development uh, office, at the mayor's office in uh, in Springfield. Like, do you need a separate license for this? Uh, is there zoning changes for a chaste
0: versus erotic bakery? There is a bakery called Sinful Baking, but I don't think that that's the same thing. I think they. Yeah, just that's made. more about the flavor, really. Yeah, um, but I did find erotic bakeries in both Houston and Dallas, Austin. You're missing out, I guess, with our erotic bakeries.
1: Um, well, I, just, I just think people in Austin make their own, and, and you know, obviously Dallas and Houston they have to outsource it. But people in Austin are good bakers. No, the so true
0: answer, the true answer, man, is that no one. There's no bakeries that could, no erotic bakeries that could afford the rent prices in Austin. Unfortunately, Ooh, unfortunately yes. is the truth. Um, I just it, like this is another thing that they've done recently. Because I, I remember distinctly, um Marge is like a prude now, like she's offended at the concept of erotic bakery, like it's how dare you, but then she's into it like at the beginning of act three i don't I don't know I' know it feels like they kind of invented the conflict here where it's not really doesn't really matter, like it doesn't you know like she doesn't really care that much until She needs to for the plot, and then she stops caring. It's like they're trying to gesture towards it being a
2: a plot that has conflict and some sort of character development, but without actually making it that?
0: I don't know. It's very complicated and confusing. It doesn't really make any sense. But we did just hear Marge be upset about the concept of a uh, penis-shaped cake and or even... I are is somewhat looking for phallic, uh what was it? Uh Cannolis? Is that what they were looking for? Is that the joke? Is I believe so. Mean, yes, because they were be... like, "Oh yes, okay. cannolis are already uh, you know cylinders." So you know. I guess the joke is you're right. I have I I will I I th- I think at this point it is a fair not fair knowledge of our audience that anytime we use the word joke. It is very generous. <laughs> Ironic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say this. This is a reprieve from the plot. That's all I can say. Oh, yeah,
2: absolutely. Like oh, yeah. For, for all the flaws of the B plot, I enjoyed it a lot more.
1: Speaking of B plot. Uh, him.
4: Oh, Robbie. I'm Come sorry. on, man.
1: I, I try. Push, I try. push, yeah, push, anyway, push. Homer and Ned are hanging out in their little bale, uh, bounty hunter office. And Homer has a taser that he's using to do everything, to warm up coffee and all kinds of other stupid crap. Hey Matt talking I, about Bounty Hunting. Hey
0: Matt, I'm gonna interrupt you immediately.
1: How who mm-hmm. pays for that office? I assume Homer and Ned do with their, their bounty hunting winnings. they we we've, see them catch a lot of people in here.
0: No, not at this point. At this point they're just messing around with a taser. True, but they do immediately after this we go in a long montage
1: of them mostly capturing people. Occasionally they have to stop to plug in the taser because Homer has used all the charge. <sighs> but i have There's to be semi-successful in
2: that, in that montage that i really like uh of homer kicking down the door all those guys pointing guns and then him just backing out awkwardly picking up the door and
1: replacing it uh, i enjoyed that uh, that is that is what homer would do i'm I'm 100 percent okay with that uh, but like i said we have a montage um and it's it's fine whatever uh homer gets home it's set to electric avenue
0: I like Electric Avenue. That's all I can say. It's the only thing I liked <laughs> about it. It's a song. It's a good song. I like the song. I hate the Taser. I hate every joke about the Taser. Uh, I hate Homer holding the Taser down his pants and shocking himself. I hate the Taser making coffee warm somehow. Uh, it's not how that works. But it's a joke. I don't like it. But joke. it's a joke. Yeah. A montage. <sighs> okay. It's a montage. There's a lot of non-writing in this. There's a lot of just montages of stuff happening. This is one of the... Yeah. Yeah, so then
1: we get Homer going home, uh, where he gives Bart some shell casings and Lisa a, quote, chemistry kit, unquote, that is just from a meth lab. The biggest meth lab in town. Let's be real here. Uh, I feel like that's probably
2: a Breaking Bad reference. Because, like, wasn't Breaking Bad hadn't that gotten big by 2008?
0: Oh, yeah. I believe it had, yeah. First episode date, January 20th, 2008. So it just started.
1: Oh, wow. So there you go. All right. Um. So Homer is so happy he recommends they get a cake. Uh. And Marge hits him because obviously anything involving cake uh triggers
0: her. I hate this. Can I say that I hate yeah, it's this? Dumb. It's like, oh, it's the worst. But why? It, do we need to have people hitting each other? Like, what is this? Why is Marge slapping Homer because he uses the word cake? Like this is and this is the funniest thing you can come up with. Like. There is a ton of, like, fun, like, this is the, a very classic sitcom bit. Misunderstanding, miscommunication. Homer just thinks she's a regular baker. Marge is a little insecure because, oh, no, actually, I'm making erotic cakes. And so there's, it's all, you know, it's stuff she's not supposed to do. So she's feeling a little weird about it. And you have this fun mis- miscommunication. This is a set perfect setup for Homer using some double entendres here. Some references to he's like accidentally referencing erotic cakes and Marge is having to try and deflect him away from it. And then he keeps coming back and like it's perfect comedy setup. up. But instead, they just resort immediately to her hitting him and then hitting herself and then him again.
2: Yeah, because like the first thing that you said that sounds like it would be pretty fun. You have to write that.
0: <laughs> oh, you're, you're catching on, Jeff. You're catching on.
2: Yeah, you gotta write that. Yeah. Whereas this, you can offload it to the animators to make, uh, you guys make this slap look funny.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So, yes, um, we then thankfully get out of this by going to Homer and Ned having a stakeout, uh, where they feed each other pizza by rolling it up and swallowing it because that makes it taste better.
2: That was really taste weird.
1: Better. I, I, I did
2: not understand that like, what the bit was there. I don't think there's a bit i don't, I don't like I don't get this is by... them bonding
0: this is them bonding over food that's what I can see like the DNA of this is well homer obviously food homer loves food and how we, can we have them bond? Oh, well, they eat food together, and Homer you know gives Ned some food knowledge, and they bond over it, but this makes no sense, it just feels bizarre it just, it just feels like homer is a space alien this feels like it would cone, to... cone heads it doesn't make any sense this scene would work if they started with a less
2: weird way to eat the pizza and then the button at the end was homer being like and try this and it's the super weird thing but like they've done something that's only a little unusual for the bulk of the scene like that would have made so much more sense than you just start with rolling
0: it into a tube It's <laughs> a and pizza so, pizzas my favorite
2: yeah yeah you know like that's uh that's uh extremely
0: popular you can get it at any pizza place there are pizza cones i will say that there are c- pizza cones that is a thing that does exist well but you don't swallow it whole <laughs> Don't, no. You don't want to slurp it down like you're a duck.
1: Like I don't know. I think most food you probably just shouldn't swallow whole. No, it's very bad for you. No, that's very bad for you, yes. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, so at this point this is incredibly stupid. They finally <laughs> they've been staking out Fat Tony. They see him run out, and then there's a chase scene. Eventually they catch him. Uh as as we pointed out in the beginning, I don't believe Joe montagna says anything in this. He's just making He, he does lots of heck grunts. <gasps> Yeah. Hey, ha! Yeah. That kind so, of stuff. Uh, when they when they do catch him, uh, he's all already captured and everything. But Homer uh, goes ahead and uses the plastic bag over his head trick again to try and knock him out. And Flanders is obviously upset at this about this because Flanders has you know basic human decency, uh, and they have a big fight. And they decide they're not going to do this anymore. They are not going to be bounty hunting partners anymore. But then they still drive back together with that Tony in the car.
2: I think I think that was supposed to be a like a a joke about like, but Flanders still needs a ride home, but they don't really do anything with it. They just cut to them yeah. already
0: being in the car. But also the car then... is embedded in a su- it, like in a train, like it's in an L train or something like an elevated train. Like No, no, no it... Robbie. Robbie, that was 30 seconds
1: ago that, that has no bearing on what's going on right now.
0: OK, fair, fair enough.
1: The good thing about all this is this is the end of act two.
0: You gotta say the words, Matt.
1: And we that. go to a commercial.
0: Yeah, there you go. I, I like. I do. I like to hear. I like to hear the transition. We come back. Fifteen minutes and forty seconds. Like Matt said, a very long second act. Um, we come back to an argument with uh, with Homer and Marge because Homer is upset about uh, Ned. I can't believe Flanders dumped me. Marge, do we have any more of your
4: extra-long Twinkies? Oh, no!
3: Those were for Mr. Smithers' Commitment
4: Ceremony. Marge, what's going on?
3: <gasps> Homie, I've
4: got a confession to make.
3: I'm an erotic
4: baker. <gasps> I hit it all
3: in the one place you never walk.
4: Marge, I could see you withholding sex or withholding cake, but withholding sexy cake? I know we have to move past this, but I don't see how.
3: Homie, what do you say we go to bed? You, me, and the cake.
4: First, why don't you and I and the cake take a shower? Ooh.
2: So the Homer line about denying sexy cake and we have to move past this, but I don't know how, that in an episode in, like, season four would definitely be very funny uh because the scene around it would make sense but in this case yeah, it, or it... in this case <laughs> I have cake on the brain uh in this case it's just like yeah he just said like a thing that is funny in a vacuum but then like in the context of the scene this is still really like weird and unearned as is the the immediate like amorous turn
1: like what is happening well, yeah, this is this is a mediocre joke. If you surrounded it with good jokes, it would be hilarious. It would keep the laughs going. But since you surrounded it with absolute trash, you, you just want to throw up a little bit. It's the kind of thing that would be like a good
2: uh, it's a good weird transitioning transitioning uh, the like emotional uh, level a little bit kind of joke where like it's funny, but it's not so funny that it undercuts that Homer is feeling something. But in this case, he's feeling nothing uh and marge is feeling nothing and we are feeling nothing but pain and so now it's just like
0: a weird thing that he says they don't they don't need to connect the a plot and the b plot there is no need for marge's erotic baker- baking to have anything to do with homer and his bounty hunting but for some reason they have to intersect and i don't know why they do but they do um but now it's over there's no more really marge's erotic baking is done there is no yeah, more other than plot the,
2: one like kind of callback to it at the very end. Like this is just like that's why it doesn't even feel like it is a B plot. It is just like a it, B some things that happen it, so
0: that Marge has something to do. It has the barest uh, sense of arc for Marge in that she becomes a baker, has qualms about being an erotic baker and then gets over it. But we don't really see much of that. There are no scenes where she is tasked with like, oh, hey, you have Irish man go, hey, Marge, uh, you need to make I need your help to put together this penis cake. And Marge goes, I don't I can't. It's too. And then she but she struggles and then she makes she makes the cake. And then that's it. And that, that like maybe w- she's
2: she's responsible for having to make the Dr. Hibbert's penis cake. And that is why she's like, oh, I don't I don't like that. Because, like, yeah, I don't want to make a cake out of my doctor's penis
0: either. That would be weird. I mean, at this point, how could... It's just a... Again, I'm I'm a little... These cakes are not... They're not going to be replicas of any... They're cakes. They're not... This is not... Are, are are we doing, like, the super fancy, like, baking show contest cakes? Like, where they're photorealistic? I don't think so. Homer references long Twinkies. Which... Also, we saw what the
2: cakes look like. And they are not great yeah they're just like they look
0: like normal cakes like with in funny shapes but they don't look fancy there's not no one's putting yeah, fondant.
2: Like,
1: yeah, i mean the cake. making the cake in the right shape is is really the easy part it's the frosting that's the hard part
0: and yeah, you know right. i'm not sure marge has the artistic skill for the frosting. And there's no fondant like there'd be fondant involved if you're doing fancy cakes you got to use the oh, fondant yeah. um so ned now is saying i'm out of the game he's th- he goes to the to to the, to Lucky Jim it says, I'm out. I'm not doing this anymore. And Jim goes, no, I need you. And Dad's like, no. And no, I need you because it's Homer you have to catch. Homer never showed up for his his uh, court case. Um, and therefore, he has jumped bail and he must be caught in this scene. I would also be remiss if, because Nate goes, well, I can't do it. Well, Lucky Jim goes, well, I have to send these people after you. And we see a dude with a chainsaw, you know, like scary customers, Including bear a bear with nunchucks.
2: That's my favorite joke in the entire episode, because the bear's nunchuck is two squirrels with their tails tied together. I, I want a show about that bear who does karate with squirrel
1: nunchucks. I as long it. as it preempts The Simpsons frequently.
2: <laughs> sure. Let's just call that The Simpsons. That's fine. No. It's mm. basically a different show now. I
0: don't don't like any of this. Not a fan. No, bear I, I'm, with I, squirrel nunchucks. I'm not opposed to a bear with squirrel nunchucks. I am opposed to a bear with squirrel nunchucks in the Simpsons. I have standards. That's pro- I do not when it comes to bears with squirrel nunchucks.
2: I <laughs> will take them wherever I can find them. <laughs> You're thirsty for
0: nunchuck bears,
2: man. You could have the Titanic going down, and then like just cut to a bear with squirrel nunchucks standing on the prow. I'm in. I'm in. I don't
0: care that it totally ruins the entire thing <laughs> i'm in fair enough you know what you're about uh ned is waiting for homer in the house alone creepily this is when we get the extraordinary long aforementioned parkour scene where ned chases homer effectively across the entire city yeah. uh, like a m- multiple set piece scene where we have them through buildings across traffic um Animation it does look great, and I hate it. I hate every moment of this. I hate it. I hate all of this. I hate it. Why? Yeah, Why? this was hard to kind of
2: like bring together mentally because I liked all the set pieces. Uh, it looks great. It's very fun, and none of it should be happening. It's not a Simpsons like, thing. In the context of the thing I'm watching, this should not exist. Like this should not exist on this show. This is a family guy bit. This is the chicken fight. But, like, in isolation, I think it's a really well-done chase sequence. But
0: it shouldn't be in this show. I I immediately thought when I was watching this, I was like, "It immediately." this is, and we get these all the time, this is another one of these scenes where I'd point to and say, here, this is a very clear demonstration of the difference between what i consider the simpsons and what the show has become because you watch the scene and yes it's it's well executed like the animation is good and uh it's fun and like it's clear like at least the people drawing the show thought this out and made it look good and and exciting to watch because that's what they were tasked with but there's no character reasoning for this fight or how it works and I think immediately to brother from the same planet where Homer fights Tom and, and it ends with Homer bent over a fire hydrant. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, I love that fight. It's a, it's incredible. And it has, and like, and it has the perfect ending where Homer has, is bent over the fire hydrant. And you hear that little tiny, just that little noise. And it's perfect. It perfectly captures like the it balances between the realism of what the simpsons universe is with the kind of exaggerated fight scene you've seen in an action movie and the and also how and it, there is character in the fight because tom fights differently than homer homer fights dirty because he has to uh and like it develops character even as you're watching a very entertaining
2: fight scene and that is what that is what good fight scenes are. Is like, who are these characters? You're going to learn more about who they are through this action sequence and how they handle it. Uh, that is not what we get here. No, which it is, is. It is just like, uh, actually, like, I wonder if this is based on the beginning of Casino Royale. I feel like that came out around this time. I, I
4: that can't be
0: true. I refuse.
4: I,
2: I mean, mean,
0: I'm pretty sure that came out in the mid 2000s. It did, but. They did, this, like, I, I don't know. I, I like, I, it's not that it couldn't be a reference. It's that typically, like, we just watched Mona Leaves the episode where M- Mona Simpson is brought back and
2: killed. That was one of the ones where I was like, oh, wait, I've seen this. Why have I
0: seen this? And they do a, a bond homage. It makes no sense. There's no reason for them to do a bond homage in an episode where Homer's mother dies. But, they lay it on so thick. It is. It is. It is like. It is like a mile thick of look. It's James Bond. Don't you get it? Like, yes, I, I get it. I got it, guys. So, like, if they're referencing, like, it's not that they couldn't be referencing Casino Royale. I was also thinking like Crushing Tiger and Dragon, or like there's there seem to be some like wire work references here where it's not strictly just parkour. Um, I'm not sure, but. I don't like and also this could be if like if it's referencing Casino Royale I I would put that all on the animators. Where, oh, yeah,
2: where like this whole thing I put on the animators. Like uh my favorite part of it uh comedically is when Homer gets in the elevator and then just starts doing like wall kicks for no reason just to keep up like momentum.
0: And, like that's a great dumb little bit. And I like I that's how much of this is written i don't know probably very little of it it's mostly just probably like hey here animators write the show for me um and then ends this is very long by the way minutes long sequence it takes up i was actually shocked
2: at how long the second act was when i saw it in your your
0: show notes because of how long this sequence is there's very little else in this third act. It takes up yeah. the majority of the third act. It's just this set piece. And it ends with them on top of a steel beam on a crane dangling in the air. Um, and so th- this was uh, like really
2: specific to the fact that... Uh, I-, I mentioned on Twitter that I had been watching season two right before I watched this episode. Uh, and that, uh, one, that was a mistake. Uh, but two... <laughs> The episode I watched just before I flipped this one over to take notes was uh, Three Men and a Comic Book. And these ending scenes have essentially an identical construction, but one of them works and one of them doesn't. Because in Three Men and a Comic Book, uh, Milhouse is dangling out of the treehouse. And Bart has to make the choice between saving Milhouse and saving the comic book. And even though he's blinded by greed he overcomes that to do the right thing. And in this is the same setup where Homer has to either choose to help Ned and do the right thing or uh, ensure that he doesn't face the consequences of missing his court date uh, by allowing Ned to fall. But Homer is not, like, a character anymore. So there's no... Like, there is no moral choice for him to make here and no tension as a result it's just another like the uh the uh cliffhanger with the bullet going at homer it's just like yeah this is this is kind of just nothing because we haven't given it any emotional stakes it is just like this is what uh drama looks
0: like right it, right it resembles uh drama it has yeah. it has the very loose it has a silhouette at a glance of drama but it, there is nothing built underneath there's no foundation there's no skeleton as i have said in, in many times there's no there's no you know framework to hang any of this on it is just like oh we'll throw it at the audience and hope they don't notice
2: and it it feels a lot like um uh In listening to some of your season 19 episodes. Oh,
0: no. uh, I'm sorry.
2: Like, I really get the sense that uh, the writers are so poisoned by irony that they can't do more than or aren't allowed to do more than gesture at like emotions and drama. So they do the things that, you know, you would normally associate with an emotional or dramatic moment. But because there has to be so many layers of ironic detachment in between, uh, you know, what they what they are presenting you and like actual feelings that it's just like it's just these empty gestures of, well, hopefully this triggers the part of your lizard brain that understands (laughs) that this is what
0: drama looks like. We will trick you into feeling feelings because this this scene, it resembles a scene that you've seen in a movie before where a character has to make a choice, except they immediately undercut that choice (laughs) right away. Because even if you did, if you did have that moment where Homer goes and saves Ned and turns himself in at the same time. It's something. It's not really. They didn't really build it. They didn't really develop it. But at least it's something. But then they immediately, just right away, there is not even a pause because as Homer saves Ned from falling, it then cuts to, to us to realize that Homer himself is also falling, and they're both falling off of this these hanging steel beams, and they fall. I mean, luckily they don't die. They fall into wet cement. Just a big, very convenient pile of wet cement. I'm pretty sure a pile of wet cement would still kill them at four stories high or wherever they are. I don't think it's soft enough to really cushion their blow, but does that matter? Not really. Not in the, not in this episode.
2: Honestly, by this point in the episode, like I just saw uh, Homer doing like multiple handspring backflips. Yeah. Like at this point, like sure. Why not? What what cement, cement kill you if you fall on it? Sure.
0: I'm,
2: I'm willing to accept this based <laughs> on what I have seen already. Physics. Uh because the laws of physics are not real here.
0: No, not really. Uh I have a clip here basically from when they hit the cement till the very end of this episode. This is the quote unquote the ending. Phew! Now all we have to do
4: is get up before the concrete hardens. <laughs> 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 Oh, damn it. Lest I come and strike the
3: earth with a curse. Thus ends the book of Malachi. (laughs) I guess I did know the whole Old Testament by heart. Out with the old, in with the new. Testament, that is. Matthew 1, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham became the father of Isaac. Isaac became the father of Jacob. Jacob became the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah became the father of Perez and Zerah Batamor. Simpson, we're going to put you away for a long, long time.
4: Make it life and you've got a deal.
3: Don't feel too bad, homie. You'll be free tomorrow. And I used all my new baking skills to make
4: a special cake to remind you of me oh baby
1: so homer asks for life they give it to him but he'll be out tomorrow i
0: it doesn't matt don't i know i know i know you can't you can't do, you can't uh-huh. think uh-huh. about it it's you can't ask why I mean, as soon as you ask why you're like wait a minute what but why uh-huh. and, it, and and the, and, the, and the and the here's the because this does not come across in the audio Visual, it's a visual gag. Marge has not sent him a sexy cake. It is just a cake that says uh, like "I love you" or "I miss you" or something like that. And that, and and so it's the again. It's like, oh, it's clever, isn't it? No, not really. I mean, we kind of expected at this point. It's like, you're not going to
1: show us uh, something that bad.
0: No, I mean, I mean, I just you know, I was again. It is this is a thing that would make more sense and be more impactful if they had built. Any like Marge and Homer's relationship is not really that important in this episode. It is not built up. They have a, a single scene of conflict, and then it is resolved immediately.
4: <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, it's just like this is the
2: ending to the the like alternate episode I pitched earlier, where Marge has had to keep the family afloat with the erotic baking, and so like. A non erotic cake expressing her affection for Homer becomes like a nice moment at the end, but this is just like the, the level of sprinting to the finish here is kind of incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it's like the starting gun goes off, I'm still in the blocks, the writers finished ten seconds ago somehow.
0: They uh, lapped you. It's they lap so you so fast. They lapped you five times. Um I'm, I'm gonna Yeah and I'm gonna I also, this is, again, I, I don't know. I I want to, like, I'm going to point this out literally every time from now. I'm going to make it a point. This is not an ending. This is not an ending. No. There is no.
2: This is stopping.
0: Yeah, it stopped. It ran out of time. And they just made this the end. Quote, unquote, the end. But Homer is in jail. And sure, they say, oh, you'll get out tomorrow. Okay, I'll take that. Homer gets out tomorrow. We don't need to see him get out. We get it. Marge is still an erotic baker It's just like we don't see a return to the status quo She never exits the job Like the whole thing about the Simpsons You return to the status quo At the end of the episode that's the whole bit Like it or not That's how the show has worked Except now like and We've seen this in the past few seasons they just don't have an ending And I'm going to call it out every time now There's no ending in this episode They don't return to the status quo they just stop They ran out of time <sighs>
2: This feels very much like uh, uh, there was a uh, a Family Guy episode in like the original run where uh, they like really sprint to the finish. And I remember hearing uh, a clip from an audio commentary where Seth MacFarlane is responding to criticism of uh, like the really rushed non-ending as like, well, wouldn't you wouldn't you rather we just fit in some more jokes no uh, and this very much feels no. like oh absolutely the not. Simpsons is just now they they have been kind of usurped as the adult animated comedy by Family Guy and are now just like it seems like
0: they are just trying to write Family Guy episodes I I have a hypothesis and I don't know if a uh, Simpsons writer would even ever answer this question because literally every Simpsons writer even the people who haven't worked on the show for decades refuse to say anything negative about anything they will refute like oh how do you feel about this no i'm not gonna No, i'm very proud of my work writing this garbage episode that has the terrible things happen in it um but i am pretty sure that the success of south park and then family guy in succession poisoned the writing of this show i think it directly contributed to the show the heavy sense of uh, the heavy irony where everything is three or four steps removed from reality and everything is done with a wink and a nod and everything is with like, oh, yes, obviously this doesn't matter. And who cares if this isn't real and who cares if these we don't write them like characters, et cetera, et cetera. It feels like they and they learned all the wrong lessons, because if you watch, you know, I, I'm not a I have kind of soured so much on South Park over the years, but South Park, Matt and Trey do write stories like regardless of what else you want to say about south park there are stories in episodes of south park family guy eh, not so much but again the jokes the cutaway gags and family guy it feels like the end like the irony present in a lot south park they just combined and the simpsons writers went oh this is what this is what people like we'll do that yeah yeah i i think that's exactly what it is uh
2: and i and i think it Probably will get worse as uh the writing staff brings on people who are more influenced by uh, family guy in South Park than they are by the early
0: simpsons i i, I don't know i gotta have hope that the people say that the hd era improves and i'm we have had our fans our listeners have gone back and forth about if that's true or not, and i'm i gotta have hope. The show has to I mean, I will say this there uh, uh, at 138 bit on Twitter did crunch the numbers, Matt. I don't know if you saw this, but we did rank on average season 19 higher than 17 or 18 by a very tiny amount. But it did. I mean, out- that's fair. I mean, all, all of the, the less the, the later
1: teen years kind of sucked about the same. But there, like you said, there is a very tiny statistical trend going upward and we'll see if that continues. But if it is, I'm betting it's also very tiny.
0: Yeah, this episode is not atrocious. We'll finally wrap this up, at least this part of the show. It's not atrocious. It's not terrible. There was a couple moments where I smiled. I laughed. I said, oh, that's clever. I think I did laugh. With the Mar- the Marge bit with the cakes, like Matt, you pointed that out. I think I did laugh at that, or at least chuckled. Like there's a minor, like some of these episodes, we haven't laughed at all. So there's something here. There's a, there's clever moments in between the inanity and the the mindless action scenes that look good but don't fulfill any character. um So it's not this episode isn't atrocious. It's just not good. It's. If mid- I
2: had this on in the background, it would be uh like perfectly acceptable. Uh, like a background noise thing i'd be like yeah it's fine that did not distract me from what i was doing
0: uh either because it is too good or too bad it's just white noise it's perfect yep. <laughs> it's, it's, it fulfills the, the the role of ambient sound Robbie, <laughs> is this episode broken i mean
1: obviously it is. Uh, yeah i think well, the question the question well, I mean, I, we haven't had a non-broken episode in a really long time, I feel like, because that's one that shouldn't exist. So
0: what? what we is have, this episode had, supposed to be? We, I think it's a better well, question. Well, okay. Well, well, come on. What are you doing? What are you doing here? Let me let you – you're just breaking all the rules of formality. Uh, yeah, exactly. Screw it. Yes, Anarchy. Oh, God. Yes, it's broken.
4: No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea.
0: Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Uh ah. Please look, look. i need the noise matt okay i need the sound my cluttered fragmented <laughs> disastrous life these my little intro outro clips r- restore in inform order okay so let me play them um uh, one yes we've had episodes that ever broken and been, the, the barded wasn't broken the barded was good okay all right true the fair, steve fair. the steve buscemi episode not broken uh, did we really say not broken? Because we like the Steve Buscemi episode because I mean it's barely a Simpsons episode, but I did like it. Yeah. Um, this episode I do is is broken. I mean, it's 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 not again. It's not terrible, but it is absolutely does not hold the weight of of its story. It doesn't tell a story. Like it, I thought to ask the question, what is this episode about? There's it. There, what is the theme? There there is none. There's nothing there is no there's no greater message being told to us there's not about nothing about sacrifice or or even the erotic baking there's nothing there um so yes it's broken how do we fix it i would i honestly jeff you propose like this just be the erotic baking episode that's what i do yeah that's that's a really great idea
2: and uh, yeah like you you don't need like the bounty hunting thing is is dumb uh and very like zeitgeisty in in a kind of cringy way uh but like yeah just just have a story where Marge has to shoulder the load of providing for the family, and then uh you know she has this kind of struggle of like oh i I kind of find this thing I'm doing repugnant, but like i I will get through it because my family is important to me. And then you do like a subplot where, uh, Homer has to, uh, look for, for other work, uh, before probably eventually getting hired back at the power plant. Uh, but like, like, yeah, sure, they've done that before, but it is an actual story. Uh, and that's cool.
0: People like stories. <laughs> i like stories um that's i i i am i i think that is we if anyone who's listened to this this podcast at any length know that matt and i are both firmly on our favorite simpsons episodes are ones that tell stories that have things that are about that have deep like a lot of character in them and certainly they're funny because the best simpsons almost all the best simpsons episodes are funny it doesn't really matter which one you pick full of humor and full of jokes but the ones we like the most are the ones that have character in them and have stories. And that is the one that has a character it has a story. towel a March episode where she's a prude for some reason. I don't know why she's a prude. She was at Woodstock. I don't know. why. like, was just, like she's a hippie. Like I would make that she shouldn't be a prude, but whatever. She doesn't like erotic baking. And over time she gets over it, realizes this doesn't harm anyone, uh, uses and maybe becomes fulfilled. Because she's, you know, because she's been tasked with this role and taking care of the family. And maybe there's also a downside where she's like working a lot and you could even do the whole, you know, turning a, my hobby into a career is, you know, mentally draining and taxing. Because the thing I used to love, I now have to do just to, to make money and blah, 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 blah. You could throw that in there if you want to. You don't need to, but you could. And you, maybe if I you... I mean, that
2: would be a a good way to connect it to, um, you know, like instead of making it like pop culture, zeitgeisty with the bounty hunter thing, you know, you can make it, uh, you can make it connect to like the world we live in by, yeah, doing the, like she's turned the thing she loves into a job. And how does that change the thing that she feel? Like, how does she change her relationship to that thing that she loves because she has made it a job, you know, like that's, that's a good point of connective tissue to modern society where we all need to have 35 different hustles because <laughs> jobs don't pay anymore, but things still cost money.
0: Uh, I hate how things cost money. It's really upsetting.
2: Oh yeah. That's my number one problem. In life they. is that things cost money.
0: Yeah. Can I just get the things I like for free? Um, I mean, that's, and I don't, that's not like that's the thing. Also, that's not that complicated a story. Like I could easily feel like I I feel like I again, I I say this a lot, but I I did this for a bonus episode on our Patreon where we did literally called Writers Room and we've laid out a whole pl- plot from nothing and it Uh, it took an hour (laughs) like less than an hour even and like sure there were jokes because we weren't writing the episode but we had the bones and it felt good i don't know why like it feels like just like you're not doing it like oh we don't need to anymore so we don't like Uh, yeah that's the thing that is like the most surprising
2: to me is that like story structure especially for someone like it employed in a in a writer's room (laughs) like story structure is not that hard like it's pretty easy to learn like it's part of what i teach to children (laughs) and so like the hard part of of these episodes should be packing them with as many great jokes as possible right like that should be where the effort is coming yeah but like the fact that it seems like the struggle is to just put up the frame that everything will hang on, and instead they're just like throwing stuff at the collapsed frame on the ground. <laughs> it's like what like what are we doing?
0: What are we doing? We're gonna move on to our next episode, I think that sufficiently fixed the episode. We move on to our next episode, it's time for Comments to the music Group.
3: Okay, here we are dot Nerd. Obsessive.
0: To the news Group is where I ask our patrons on patreon.com slash The Simpson Show, they think about an episode, uh, they leave a review, and I read it on the air. If you want to leave your own, just join the Patreon at any level. You can leave your reviews and thoughts along with us. First from Derek. Season 20 in Ireland are just not compatible between the upcoming awful Simpsons Go to Ireland episode and the really lame opening to this one. As a boy from Belfast, the St. Patrick's Day parade scene is just a head scratcher. The writers don't really seem to know what the conflict here in the north is about. It isn't between two factions of Irish people and certainly is over religious differences. And it's not like I'm offended. We Irish love to make fun of ourselves. I think everyone here could tell you about the Family Guy scene where the plan lands in an Irish airport filled to the brim with empty beer bottles. This opening isn't funny. It makes absolutely no sense to an Irish person and just speaks for the writer's ignorance. For the episode itself, for some reason, this one is touted as a great return to form. And I've seen many opine that season 20 lifts The Simpsons out of its dark age. Gotta say, I'm not seeing it. Well, this episode is more lively than the others of late. I say this episode, this season is the worst so far, growing interminably dull, especially when it switches to HD. Sex pies and idiot scrapes is probably one of the better offerings of the season. I really don't think that's a good sign for what's to come. Oh, Derek, why do you got to do this to us, man? You tell us that this is the good ep- This is the good episode of the season. Oh no! Uh, next from Tim. Well, we're into the twenties and things must be getting better, right? In the strongest possible tone of my voice. No way. Sex Pies and Idiot Scrapes offends on them every way possible, with particular ire directed to England's westerly neighbor. And it's not even clever racism. Let's see, the Irish have big families and have had problems with the IRA. Deep. Somehow, Homer and Ned's partnership actually makes me feel a bit bad for Dog the Bounty Hunter, something I didn't think possible. The ending sequence of those two bouncing around challenges the worst of the cartoon sequences the show's had over the late last eight or so seasons, again saying something. Only they give more time to the Marge working at the erotic bakery B-plot that actually had potential. I'll suggest this eats out little big girl for number 395. One small point about season 19, its worst ranked episode, Smoke of a Daughter, has 13 episodes worse than it so far. From JJ. This felt like a Scully episode. I don't mean that as a negative necessarily, just as an observation. It was more cartoony, frenetic, and weird than usual, which doesn't make it a good episode, but at least it wasn't a typical Al Jean blandness with no jokes. Like the chase sequence, for example. It's completely really over the top, but I can't deny it was entertaining and well-directed. Character writing is as terrible as always, however. Homer's written like an agent of chaos instead of a human being. They can't go five seconds without Ned making a religious reference. The B-plot barely exists and has no ending. There were some good Mars moments, so it's not totally worthless. Overall, not good. But at least it wasn't boring. That is a good point. This does feel like a scullier episode in a lot of ways. This feels, you know, it has that insane insanity, the random insanity-ness, which does resemble Family Guy in a lot of ways. And I'm not sure if it's a coincidence or not. It does certainly have a lot of energy,
4: uh,
2: which I do appreciate, because on a certain level, like, it's much easier for a thing to be bad acceptably if it's also pretty energetic. Because if it's bad and slow, then you can think about how bad it is. Uh, but, you know, like the pace this episode goes, like you, by the time you are you are thinking about, you know,
0: that scene didn't work. Like four other scenes have gone by already. It's just it's like, oh, I can't. I, yeah, that's that is a year thing as well. the You know, the early teen seasons. It's like, yeah, it's all messy. It doesn't make any sense. It's terrible, but it's fast. Nonsense happens quickly. There's an occasional moments that are so crazy they make you laugh, even though they don't really make sense. Uh, From Gabe, this episode is interesting, especially with Homer and Ned. It's wacky, but at least it's not boring. Emphasizing what we just said. Old Peeny can Joey Joe Joe Jr. Shabbadoo shrub. Unfocused. Unfunny. Unbelievable that they choose this for the season premiere. It's a decent idea, done poorly. Homer and Ned bonding over a job, only to be torn apart by the different approaches, isn't the worst premise, but good lord. Homer's main characteristic in this episode is being a jerk, and the array of insane, head scratching inducing gags here are just abominable. I imagine Robbie just loved the Catholic priest joke. Oh, God, we'd even mention the Catholic priest joke. Catholic priest. I mean, I oh, think I forgot about that. I mean, it's, yeah, that it, was... it comes in a, in a, it in the blitz of Irish jokes. It's in there. And I, it is it's just... also
2: a, uh, a uh, gross, a uh, uh, gay panic joke. Yep. Also.
0: Yeah. That's the, I mean, there did have you, you've had to have seen the Mel Gibson. No, not Mel Gibson. Who? No, it's, uh, it is uh, Liam Neeson. Mel Gibson is in a different episode. Liam Neeson as the, 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 the Catholic priest episode. Have you seen that one, Jeff? That's that a, sounds super familiar. That's from, like, season 14, I think. But there is a awful joke in there about pedoph- pedophilia. <laughs> and you're just like... And you're just like, maybe don't write a joke about that in your episode with a Catholic priest in it. Like, what's wrong with you? Um, Maybe it's... I. I I agree like I should hate that I think it's just they it, it blitz those Irish jokes so fast I didn't even think about it but it's awful they're also
2: this- they, they distract you with uh, the fact that like they're blitzing these Irish jokes and then all of a sudden you're like wait a minute the hulk is fighting the thing wait those leprechauns are in a f- what is happening yeah it's it's very quick there. Is um, the simpsons magic now
0: <laughs> i mean it has been at least for a few seasons if not more uh finishing off uh Joey Jojo jr the b story is low stakes and sweet enough but everything else here should just be shredded and forgotten yeah that's i think what we the same i everyone agrees with us so i think that's pretty, pretty pretty clear uh from casey i going to choose to ignore everything about the setup, considering we do an entire Ireland episode. That I can't. Now I'm, like, ready for this terrible Ireland episode. I'm, like, I'm really interested in how bad it's going to be. Um, the, this episode is perfectly vanilla. Rarely seen Marge and Homer both get new jobs in the same episode. But where Marge's decision to take a job makes sense and relates to her passions, Homer's decisions couldn't have been stupider. I love Marge imagining how different her life would be, and it's just cake boxes in the trunk. He gave an audible laugh at the baker showing Marge the Hibbert's cake also really enjoyed putting them away from your sisters when you hammer them. This is a thing boys wanted to do. I only have a sister. Um, Destroy things or hammer bullets? If it's very specific, I never had the interest to hammer bullets. Destroy things. Oh, absolutely. Yes. As a boy. As a young boy, yes. I wanted to destroy things. Mostly for no reason. I mean, I never had access
2: to bullets as a child. Or hammers. Uh... So yeah, I don't know. I cannot chime into the, you the never a, hammering you discourse.
0: Never, you never got a hammer?
2: Well, not like like a real like hammer to use as a tool, where there wasn't an adult there to make sure I did not destroy things with it. You had very
0: responsible parents, Jeff.
2: Also, uh, a dad who was not interested in being handy. <laughs> so there were just like not tools around. I guess that's uh, fair.
0: Matt. And also, not bullets around <laughs> there. I didn't cause... have. I had no bullets in the house. At least there were probably. I know my dad had a rifle. We lived in the woods, and the only thing he ever shot the rifle at was at a, a giant rattlesnake that was going to threaten to kill us. So I, that was the only time I think he ever fired a, his rifle. But I never. I never knew what the rifle was, and I never saw bullets for it. So I had no interest. I had a BB gun, but oh yeah, that's that's just like being ten. Yeah, exactly. Hey Matt, did you have a hammer? Matt.
1: Hello. I had several hammers. In fact, <laughs> turns out I was on mute for a little while there. Oh, I had the toy hammer. I had a tiny, slightly less uh, than regular size hammer, and a full. I had a full size hammer by the time I was like nine. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I, my dad is a very handy person. He fixes everything himself. Not well, but you know he, he fixes it himself.
0: So <laughs> he, does he was do very
1: interested in me being handy.
0: Okay, that's I just I everything I know about your dad. I'm like Matt had to have hammers. It's like impossible for him not to have hammers uh casey continuing what i will say about homer's stupidest job to date is nothing makes my heart sore more than when homer and flanders get along i can't get enough when they can get along and homer lets his guard down but putting aside all the wiener ship cakes and quoting the bible and drying cement this episode gave us a sequel to steamed hams isn't that's what's important at the end of the day we did not mention that that's also a very quick cutaway gag where we get chalmers and and uh and skinner eating uh in skinner's house and then a erotic cake flies in through the window and uh, apparently shocks chalmers everyone in springfield is a prude all of a sudden i mean i would be yes, shocked if we'll...
1: a if a cake flew through the window that's true they're they're shocked by the cake not by what it is because they immediately start eating it from either side so i was <clears throat> i
0: was like oh this is here now that's cool let's eat Okay, I, I and again, that is just like this low, the low-hanging fruit of, oh, let's just make a gay joke. Them eating a penis cake from each side until they kiss. This is what we're doing? We can't do anything more clever than this? This is our... I don't know, Steam hams is one of those things I, I consider very holy, and I don't necessarily want them to even reference it in the show. It's effectively a perfect scene. I don't need them to talk about it. Leave it be. That's it for Comments to News here, but we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the Listener Question of the Week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow? KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow? Our Listener Question of the Week this week is What's your favorite moment from season 19? Everyone's favorite season of The Simpsons. Matt, take it away.
1: Oh, boy. Yeah. All right, first up from Derek. Uh, I feel like everyone is going to choose this, so it's a boring answer, but season 19 wasn't exactly brimming with classic moments, so what are you going to do? I'm going with Marge, and I'll crump with you, sweetie pie. It's a classic big lame Marge uh, being a big lame, and I live for it. I saw it in meme form before I'd even seen the episode, so I think the internet elevated it, and I can't even give the show full credit, but yeah, that's my answer. The pickings, they uh, maybe be slim. I don't even remember that being in season 19. That's that's how much season 19 has rotted my brain. All right.
0: You don't remember Marge Crumping? Um, I don't. I mean, I've seen the meme a million times, but yeah, obviously, you know. it's know. I, well, I, I guess I remember more distinctly because I have to grab screen grabs to put with the episodes, yeah. and I use Marge Crumping, so maybe that's why I remember so distinctly. Exactly.
1: Uh, from JJ, Lisa, Mom, what are you doing? Marge? Sweetie, this is how I save money on mayonnaise. Do you do it with relish? No, I'm kind of embarrassed about it. Literally the best joke in the entire season right there congratulations JJ second one and you nailed it all right uh from from Tim uh Marge's interactions with Steve Buscemi's character and I don't want to know why the cage bird sings Their conversation at the bank followed by the combination of silly scenarios to get her out of visiting him in jail while not necessarily golden years vintage was at least far better than anything that 90s show had to offer who you are not wrong about that Uh, From Casey, season 19 was the year of the modern Simpsons meme, but I have to give it to the ending credits to dial N for Nerder. Memes will come and go, but Columbo is forever. I mean, people are only now discovering Columbo's greatness. Every generation has to discover him anew. (sighs) (laughs) From Benjamin, brain freeze by Weird Al. Yes, Benjamin. Once again, absolutely correct. Uh, From Andy, Mr. Burns. Now let's enjoy the Miami of Canada, Chicago. Not the best Burns quote, but I like At least we're moving on to season 20 and we'll go to Waverly Hills. Oh, God. Okay. Um, from Gabe, the Coke and Mentos exposure from the Departed. Clever. Oh, no. Uh, from Mr. Simpsons writer, when I got paid for letting my collection of monkeys on typewriters write a season.
0: Whew, boy, you are not wrong about that. I don't know if you knew this, Jeff, nice. but we have a writer on our Patreon. That's very exciting. Yeah, Mr. Simpsons writer. He lets us know. You were asking about like the behind the scenes stuff. He lets us know. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, oh boy. All right. Uh, from <laughs> at for ATX,
1: everything with Milo, Jack Black's foil to the comic book guy. I wish they used him more. That's true. I mean, if it wasn't Jack Black, I really want them to bring him back. But what do you do? Pay him. Uh, from at, yes, it's Aaron. Pay him. <laughs> pay Jack Black. What? Pay him. You oh, bring yes, Black, pay Jack Black. Get gotcha. Jack
0: Black back. Who cares? Pay him.
1: Yeah, Exactly. He's worth every single penny yeah, pay and him. then double that.
0: Make him a recurring
1: character. Bring Milo back. There you go. Uh, from at yes it's aaron while the departed was by far the best episode i think my favorite thing about this season was nelson acting the sleuth and dial n for nerd.er i mean yeah uh from at jixon 86 <laughs> my favorite part is when homer becomes a cow because it's just so unnecessary but still a little funny uh from at hippie 200 when you guys told me not to watch the mona simpson's death episode save me some serious money on my therapy bill Ooh,
0: i'm glad we could help you out jenny Oh, Robbie, what is yours? We're providing a very valuable service, you know, to the community. Ever. <laughs> Please don't watch these terrible episodes of The Simpsons. We'll take that bullet for you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Slim Pickens is a good way to frame this. Right. Um, I like. I think Nelson as Columbo is the good. The episode it's not very good, but him as that just that using Nelson as a clone, though was a lot of fun. Um, Debarted is a very good episode. The Steve Shemi is a very good episode. Those are the those are the things that come to mind. Um, probably still gonna go with the ending of the departed I I you know I it's like it is a dumb joke, but you know it's Ralph with the, the you know the rat thing. I that's I I'm, I think I'm just gonna go with that. Debarted is my favorite episode of the season. I think and. It that joke still holds up, but I it is very it's also very meme worthy. Still you can still reference it and people get it. Uh Matt, what do you got? I mean,
1: this is a little weird because obviously there are Fantastic <laughs> in the debated. uh Nelson being columbo Great choice on that one, guys. Uh but I'm actually gonna go with uh I just really enjoy Skinner being a film industry nerd in uh the Sundance episode. Like he was completely out of left field. Not something I expected. I was blown away, I'm like, oh, Skinner being an intelligent person? Huh. Well, that's cool. It was so unexpected that it gets my pick. Uh,
0: Jeff, I presume you don't have a favorite moment from season 19.
2: No, I uh, uh, I did skim through and realize, like, oh, I've seen a bunch of these. But that would have been in, uh, when was that, like 2007? 2008?
0: Yep, both those years.
2: Yeah, okay. Yeah, I would have last watched them at that time. So I remember very little. It's a very long time ago. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's the correct amount of time between, uh, you know, my current existence and having seen those episodes. Oh, I watched them
0: this year. Yeah, I, uh, are you guys okay? Mm, I mean, do you really want an answer to that? I don't know. No, I'm <laughs> not. I'll hear. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a no. I am not okay. It's, uh... <laughs> I'm drinking whiskey to get through this podcast. No i'm clearly not okay there's something wrong <laughs> it's not all it, not all of it has to do with the simpsons but but next week's question what is your favorite fat tony quote i'm 100 confident we've ans- asked this before um but we're asking again Just give some, give new people a chance to answer plus this episode does not really inspire much else fat tony is in it to making a couple grunts that's fine enough uh, i'll post this question on our social media on twitter at simpson show pod you can email us at simpson at gmail.com and i post this on our patreon patreon.com slash the simpson show you can answer there i post it publicly so anyone can answer you don't have to support the show we can move on to our next second is time for the new no google trivia challenge
4: i am too smart i am too smart smart I mean, S M A R T. The
0: no Google trivia challenges for Matt. And I each challenge each other with three. three, tree, three trivia questions. One easy, when medium, one hard. And try and stump the other. Matt beat me last season, and uh, we're going to be recording a commentary track at some point of Matt' episode of Matt's choosing. I'm assuming Matt has immediately forgotten that he was supposed to do that after re recorded our last episode, and therefore has not chosen. Robbie, do you? think
1: that i give any consideration to what goes on in this podcast as soon as we are done i've I completely forget about it until you ask me the next week what time are we recording
0: Wow. um <laughs> Alex helps <laughs> uh i don't know matt i don't know what's going on in that head here. so i'm just i but i do presume mm-hmm. that yes you did think about it but now i'm gonna make i'm gonna text you multiple times throughout the week and make sure you remember to pick one all right. Uh all right, all right. and I will let our loving and beautiful audience know what that is and when we can when we will release it as soon as I can get an answer out of Matt. But until then, we are at a fresh slate, zero to zero. We're doing great this season because I am not yet fallen behind Matt. It is only inevit- an <laughs> it's it is, it is almost an inevitability, but it hasn't been it's not hasn't happened yet. Um hey Matt, are you ready for an easy question? I am ready. Marge starts a business making what in The Twisted World of Marge Simpson? I believe that is pretzels. That is correct!
1: (laughs) I'm going with the Marge baking, I like it. Mm -hmm. Alright, your first question. Uh, What religion does Bart convert to in The Father, The Son, and The Holy Guest Star?
0: Meow! I'm asking her! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That'd be uh, Catholicism. You are correct, sir. Yeah, that's the aforementioned <laughs> awful pedophile pedophilia joke. Oh god almighty. Alright. Matt, your medium question. What ve- which vehicle does Mr. Burns win at the baseball game in the Twisted World of March Simpson? Um
1: uh a nineteen ninety six Pontiac Astro Wagon.
0: Is that your final answer?
1: That's my final answer.
0: Jeff, do you know the answer? Absolutely not. Alright. Well, Matt. I have some good news and I have some bad news. Oh no! Good news, it is a Pontiac Astrowagon. Bad news, it is a nineteen ninety seven oh. Pontiac Astrowagon. Oh man, not a, by news, a year. Not a nineteen ninety six. Yes. Sorry. Fine. All right. This is this Your is what see. Pleasure. This is what I'm dealing with, Jeff. I just want to get like give you an idea. Like this is this big brain, this menace I have to deal with in trivia every week.
2: Oh yeah, I. Because uh, you mentioned that I could write some trivia questions if I wanted to. Uh, and I listened to some of the trivia and was like, I I wouldn't know the answer to any of these. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is I am not suited for this.
1: <laughs> What's my medium question, Matt? All right. Your medium question. What hero is on Millhouse's coat of arms in The Father, the Son, and the Holy Guest Star?
0: What hero? Mm-hmm. You're not talking about no, a sandwich. Gotta, You're not no, talking about a sandwich, are you? No, you know what I'll give you a hint. What superhero? Millhouse's coat of arms? Van Ho Van House Van Houten's millhouse. So would it that hey, that can't connect to it. It has to just be some random joke. Is this some lane because it's millhouse. No. <laughs> no, it's not? Okay. I thought it'd be like they'd pick some per- like some lister Um what the heck? I don't remember what is this from? Is that from the same episode? It is. Oh, it's God. how he gets kicked out of school in the first place. I don't remember any of this. Um, this is you're making this up. Uh, we'll say Batman, it is Spider Man ah! on a field vert. Man, I was gonna go Spider Man. I was like, okay, most <laughs> obvious. I picked Batman instead of Spider Man. Bummer. Um, okay, your hard question. I don't expect you to get this right if you get this right i, will, I <laughs> okay. if you get this right, Matt. Okay, I will give you the entire season in advance. Okay, wow. we'll, keep, okay. we'll call okay. you the winner today. What PO box does do the investorettes use? Oh God, I need a number. Yeah, this is when they're going through
1: their mail, isn't it? Um, I have no idea. I'm going two four six zero one. That's my number. I'm sticking with
0: Jeff. Do you have a guess? Uh, no. Come on, give me a number. Any number. Uh, five. It's five. <laughs> P.O. Box five. They got there early. Yeah. Yeah. It is actually P.O. Box number 182. Okay. P.O. Box Link 182.
1: Now I'll never forget. All right. Your hard question What is the name of the Catholic
0: school that Bart attends? <sighs> It's, it's I know it's like some exaggerated stupid, like like his holiness or his grace is something something, you know, something like that, I presume. His holiness. His holiness, our Lord, our Savior, uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, sorry, the St. Jerome's Catholic school. Oh, I that's it? Because it was so boring. And <laughs> I was gonna, that's not even a joke. I was like, come on, Simpsons writers. Uh-huh. That's how you, you know. That's the other side, Jeff. That's, uh, I don't know if that's another side that's just like, they don't put any effort. There's no jokes in like the this. Yeah, that's just a real thing. That's just a name. They like they don't make up a fake saint for that. Yeah, you could have made a joke there, and they just don't because like oh, it's easier not to.
2: Well, yeah, it's
0: much easier to just not write. (laughs) Hey, you're preaching to the choir, man. I I deal with this every week. Um, you didn't you you you, I presume that meant that you means you did not write us any trivia questions, Jeff. No, I did not. Okay, that's fair enough. I did give you that. We I appreciate did... that. This episode is already over two hours we're, long. Yeah, we're yeah. I'll, there's editing. I'll, I'll cut some now. I'll cut some of the the rambling. It always happens. That's fine. Um, where are my clips. There we are. Um, That'll it for trivia this week. Matt and I are tied one to one. So it's very clear ooh, that, that we, we are exactly as smart as each other about trivia. I'm as just as good as Matt is. No dissent. That's good. We can move no, on, on to. We can move on to our. Man, stop yawning. You're gonna make me yell. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, Grandpa. To to days. Oh, Grandpa, it's almost nine thirty. I'm gonna. I have been sick not... all day long. I've been in bed all day long. I, I did a little out of bed to record this. I, I didn't make you sick, okay, Matt? All right, okay, all right. I, I didn't do know it, but you don't need to yell at me about it. jeez Matt, you've I've. Okay, I will say this, Matt. You have heard me yell. Not everyone has ever. <laughs> most people haven't heard me yell. You have. Uh huh. But I'm not yelling. This is not yelling. Yelling is much louder. We get we can move on to our final second segment. we end every single episode with it's time for best episode ever best episode ever best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically. so watch them chronologically eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are um if you want to see the list, Jeff, you can just go to our website, which is the dot com and there's a link to the the list on there if you want to look with us
2: um i uh I did. And then I realized, I don't know the titles of most of the episodes, except for the ones that <laughs> I've watched recently. Neither do we, recently. that's the best part.
0: Yeah, there's, there are every, at this point, I'm pretty sure every, every single episode, Matt and I go, is it better than this one? And we're like, what is that one again? What is that one about? Yeah, like, Please hammer, Homer, don't hammer him. What is that? No idea. I'm pretty sure it's not the Ray Magini one. Is it not? Isn't, that's not the Ray Magini one? I don't think, Maybe. <laughs> i i mean i i kind of have a fondness for the river one is, that's season 18 oh, this is oh this no uh this is that's when homer pretends to be a good carpenter but it's actually marge <laughs> i don't remember this is worse than that by the I, way i don't i don't remember that episode matt i literally have no <laughs> memory of this do
1: you remember skinner and bart being allergic to uh you know skinner's allergic to peanuts and bart's allergic to shrimp and they fall in a peanut shrimp vat at the end oh no, no.
0: i mean i remember it vaguely but <laughs> I don't remember. Oh wait. Okay, I'm getting my memory. Okay, yes, Marge is the actual good carpenter. It doesn't make any sense, but that is the, what what episode what number is that? Where are you seeing that? Oh, that's 3. Oh god, where to go? Uh fifty-three. Three. You're saying this is worse than that episode? Yes. I'm I mean, I'm talking about the A plot in this episode. I I mean, you're right. It is very bad. Um but it's not Okay, I don't I honestly I don't know about that, Matt. Like this is better than Mona Lisa. That's three sixty-seven. Yes, yes, it is. I'm. I, I, it's I, the reason I picked it is that it's right in there
1: because like right beneath that is ice cream and Margie, which is decent. Uh, Papa Don't Leech is right beneath that, and I think this episode might be better than Papa Don't Leech. Uh, it's definitely better than GI Annoyed Grunt because I will hit somebody rather than watch that again.
0: I agree that this is better than GI Annoyed Grunt. Um, I, 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 I would say I think. Uh, oh boy you can't always say what you want is also weird i don't know i think i have a i I will say what this about both those episodes i remember them (laughs) they're they're so bad i remember them um maybe that's not a good thing i will say that mm, the b plot of this redeems it somewhat so i think it is better than you can't always say what you want um i think actually i would put this I would say it's better than most of these. I think it's better than please, Homer, don't hammer him. Honestly, not a lot better, but this episode has, like a couple laughs in it. Like the Marge stuff is, and the Marge stuff is like harmless, kind of. Okay, okay. You know what? There's I'm a, willing to go th- with that okay, as long as you Ma- agree that it's worse than Mommy Beerus. Mommy Beerus is like the Mo Marge weird relationship so? episode, isn't it? Where they, like, go on a, like, a vacation together and, and uh... Yeah, no try like, a trice... bartending
1: competition or conference or something.
0: Oh, this is what you're missing, Jeff. <laughs> I don't know if missing <laughs> is the is the right <laughs> word for that. Not present for, certainly. <laughs> we're, we're like, it's better... I Are you saying this is better than Mommy Beerist, Matt? No, I, I think Mommy Beerist is better than this. <laughs> Not by much. No. Probably.
1: Remember, Homer and Ned spent the entire last third of this episode doing parkour
0: and somehow not dying after falling I, I 40 know, feet but on wet concrete. I don't. I'm trying to give these episodes their due, Matt. Like, you're saying that because you haven't watched Mommy Beerest in a long time. That was season 16. Yes, but I would rather watch Mommy Bearest. That's what we always come down to because at
1: least it has oh, some character work. It's uh, stupid,
0: but it's you would rather watch this than Mommy Bearest. I don't know, Matt. I'm saying it's close. I just – I rankle – like the gross Mo stuff at the end of that makes zero sense it like there's no reason for any of it to happen i remember distinctly that where it's just like marge goes off with mo and there like there's conflict between her and homer for no reason because the plot dictates it and i'm gonna i think that's a part of it matt like this episode is not good and the a plot is pretty bad but there's no marge homer like forced relationship drama like and i I think I, I add a lot of negatives to any episode that does that stuff, especially poorly. And it's all that's in the teen seasons. And above that is Fat Man and Little Boy, the the, the, the episode in which Homer uses nuclear fusion. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing? You're not going to. You know how much I hated this episode? Homer near wow. kills somebody several times in the first act. Uh, End is a
0: cliffhanger where Ned blocks it with a bulletproof glass (sighs) right in time. I think we're getting very... I mean, we have to get nitpicky here because these episodes are also terrible. (laughs) I think Simpsons Christmas Stories is definitely better than this one, okay? I think I'd rather watch Simpsons... Certainly, I'd rather watch Simpsons Christmas Stories before I watch this again. Okay? So, I, I can agree that it is lower than Simpsons Christmas Stories. Okay. I'm just having a hard... Like... I could probably go either way with Fat Man and Little Boy, but that Mo stuff is so, like, Matt, like, think about right, that. Right. It is Mo. it is okay, the Mo you know well, well, is. I the- have
1: exhausted all of my fields of uh, cares, let's put it that way, <laughs> since this is a PG podcast. <laughs> if you want it at this point, I'm not going to fight you anymore. I don't care that
0: much. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fight you. I like that is the moest like when you remember how much we rankle at this like it's suicide joke mo, you know uh. like this that is the counterpart. There's two jokes they have with mo in the teen seasons. It is suicide jokes. It is I am a uh, a rapist. <laughs> That's effectively the two mo yeah. jokes we get. And we I'm pretty sure mommy beers throws both of them at us. I would oh, this yeah. this I would I would take an a, at least visually interesting parkour sequence, despite the fact it does not belong in a Simpsons episode. And if you aren't willing to fight anymore, I will happily take. Go for
1: it. Don't care at all at this point. This episode is oh. trash, and I'm not going to say, "Oh no, it's not as good." And
0: so is Mommy Beerus. Ugh. Jeff, you just all you got to do is watch the, about three hundred more episodes of The Simpsons, uh, and you can understand what the hell we're arguing about. Uh, I think I'm good. This is a window into our world. Yeah, that's, uh... This world scares me. Uh, and I don't think I want to live there. No, that's the wise choice. That's the wise thing to say. That's like, you're like, I, uh, you know, like... You don't need... It I, I don't think I need to,
2: uh... You don't need to do this. Just shove as much of, uh... The, the bad parts of The Simpsons into my eyeballs as possible. I think I'm good. <laughs> <And> I'll, uh... <laughs> I get up to the part where I, uh, I'm like, I think I stopped watching around here, and then
0: I'll go back
4: to the start.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the. I mean, that I I only watch one through eight at this point, I mean, and or a few episodes into nine. I'll watch nine too. My nine has been some good, really good stuff in it, but I don't watch for recreation. I do not go past nine ever anymore. Nope, ever. There's never, no, never, never, no need anymore. Um, we're not done though. I we're not done. We have one more thing to do, one more question to answer. And that question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon!
3: The cannon! The cannon!
0: The cannon! The uh, cannon! Yes. <laughs> and um, why isn't the cannon already firing? What do we say, Matt? We say, fire the cannon. goodbye by, murderous Homer! Bye and
1: get the hell out of here <laughs> with
0: a plastic bag. I think you really you. I don't. I did not get the sense of it, Matt. But you must. I don't hate this episode that much. Like I don't know. You seem so very hateful. About the more we about talk it. about it, the more I really hate it, and I just want to stop talking about. it
2: It's the kind of episode where, like, the first time I watched it, I was like, "That oh, was kind of fun." And then I watched it where I had to think about it, and it was like, "Oh no, everything has has fallen apart," and uh now i'm just that dog sitting in a burning uh burning
0: house being like this is fine this is fine uh w- there we are uh we can move to the top of our list or are working our way down as we answer the question for all of our episodes we are at number 95 on our list which is secrets of a successful marriage which uh a very good episode of the simpsons and a very good homer Marge relationship episode. Maybe I think our notes, Matt. This is what I remember. See if you can confirm this. I think our only criticisms of that is that it's a little too dour. It is. It is.
1: Yeah, that's when they were still trying to be more sitcomy than like trying to get it a balance of uh, funny. And honestly, it's really, really good.
0: It's good. It's just there's a little too much of like, oh, this feels real, and I don't makes me comfortable. Like this with, yeah. the, with the relationship stuff. Homer's a little bit too much of a jerk in it. Um, it does give us that the really lovely scene. Speaking of Mo. Where Homer comes into the house and Moe is trying to court March. Yeah. Uh, It's a very good... It's used as a meme a lot nowadays, and I I still like it a lot. Uh, The way they frame those shots with Homer looking very intimidating. Perfect. Uh, Of course, it belongs in the canon. It's really good. I'm curious to see where we break... How low will we go before we break from these episodes being in the canon? I'm not sure. Might be a ways. Probably will be a ways. Um... My cat just looked at me when I made that noise. Uh, <laughs> you can find this list on our website. It's the simpsonshow.com. has links to everything on there. Our, our this list, our Twitter, our RSS feed, our, our link to our Patreon if you want to help out the show. Obviously, would appreciate it. We'll love you forever. You give us uh, some money to help pay for hosting and get a bunch of bonus stuff alongside it. Um, our next episode, Lost Verizon. Lost what? lost verizon like the company like the cell phone company oh god i don't know no i'm done whatever jesus (laughs) matt's matt's tired and ill (laughs) he hates the simpsons i really hate
1: this season so far because so far we have one whole episode that's terrible and one episode that has the worst possible
0: title so it has dennis leary in it playing himself oh my god it got worse how did you make it worse (laughs) i hey matt you know what in, if you would ask robbie in 2008 if i liked dennis leary i would have said hey he's fine that's true now we know better now we know better but you know in 2008 <laughs> eh, you know he was fine i really liked him in a demolition man you know he's good uh-huh. yelled yelled a lot did a stand-up bit in the year 2032 whatever year that movie set in <laughs> <sighs> seashells um before we go let's plug stuff um Jeff, play yourself again. Tell people where they can go uh, crowdfund your book. Uh, Go to zoop.gg.
2: It is Hockeypocalypse Slashers. Uh, Yeah, it's great. It is uh, my favorite book that I have ever made, Uh, so you should go buy that. Uh, You can also read my webcomic, Hell, Inc. at hell.rentathugcomics.com And from that site, you can also get to all my other stuff, like uh, uh, Twitter and uh yeah all all the social media garbage
0: social medias yes the socials media Hellink is also great uh i think that should have more attention than it does thank you very good i agree it's a very good (laughs) it's a very good webcomic and i know there are many webcomics out there but i still think it's like dilbert but good
2: that is actually how i have pitched it uh several times It's like it's like Dilbert but with like creativity and fun and comedy in it. <laughs> yeah, no, I've I've said many times, like Yeah, but what if Dilbert was good? That's that's what we're doing. It there. really
0: is. I mean All positives. Um where I have things. Uh Twitter at Robbie Dorman. My website is RobbieDorman.com. dot com. They're my name. It has all the things I do. My my newest novel's Burial, but maybe by the time you're hearing this, I'll have started plugging my newest novel called Killer Hockey Mascot, uh which is about a killer hockey mascot. I'm very excited
2: for that 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 feels like it is uh directly marketed at me specifically
0: it's It's definitely a book you'll like i can't I can say that with one thousand percent certainty it's... yeah that's like just hearing the title it's like
2: yeah, okay that's. I I will like that. It is uh
0: it is uh it's a direct hey, it's a it it's a the book is will be called Killer Hockey Mascot spotted Killer Hockey Mascot. It has a killer hockey mascot in it. If you guys haven't figured that out, I, appreciate I have read the a title good book. A book is
2: also the pitch for the book.
0: Oh yeah, you should buy all my books. I have. Oh, this will be my eleventh, so I have many of them. You should go buy them, read them on Amazon or wherever you buy your books. You should be able to find them. They're all links on my website as well. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. That is true. Rather than engage in any type of creative art, I decide to take
1: care of kittens because culling them gives me the happy juice in my brain. If you would like to see pictures of these adorable kittens, you can check them out at Kitten Turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram, and you can get a little bit of that happy juice in your brain.
0: That's, Matt, I'm really, here, can I, can I do this, Matt? Can I do this? Mm. <laughs> that was, you're, you are, that was good. That was very good. That was a, that's a Thanks. very good, that's a very good plug for the kitten turns to instagram which does all those things and i can't agree more we need more kittens in this these trying times Indeed we do yeah um that'll Except do for it for me I, I have enough kittens <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough that'll do it for us today i'm robbie and i'm matt thank you watching the simpsons shh